Thank you, everybody, for logging in. We got Dilveris Lopez, Amaleja. You know, for those that are watching us for the first time, Amaleja introduce herself. And I will have the pleasure to introduce this handsome man right here on your screen. Dio, you know the drill, sis. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Dilveris Lopez. I go by Dio for those who can't say my whole name. And um, I'm so excited to be here this morning. We are on housekeeping. Is it number three? Yeah, I think so, right? Housekeeping number three. I'm so excited. Oh, who am I? Um, I have the pleasure of leading God's Anchor Leg with KJ the Undefeated. And um, it's just an honor. I thank God. And I am so, so excited for today. I repeated myself over and over again. So this is really Noble's um, highlight and spotlight right now. <laughs> hey, everything always works out for good, right? Um, so a <laughs> few months ago when we started, um, you know, God, God began to do, God was doing the recruiting himself. Um, I guess it's fair to say that Dia recruited me, even if she might have something else to say about that. Um, but Sweet Lagat pretty much was doing the recruiting, getting people. Of course, he had a few people who were like, this is perfect for you. You got to come on and like, nah. And I kind of felt like that's a lot of work to be done. You know, when, you know, um, you know the, the gospel said the harvest is plenty, but laborers are few. We definitely need to have a lot more laborers helping out, um, you know, trying to cover the basis and being able to bring that leadership, authentic voice, and also allowing the Spirit of God to confirm his word through them. You know, I love the message translation because of how he puts in these things, right? So you read the message translation about the story of David in first, um, first Samuel, I think verse chapter 17, when he went out to meet, you know, um, Goliath. The Bible says, enter David. Very powerful. After that word, enter David, you should see what comes afterwards, right? So enter noble, right? Noble came in. You, you probably want to say from nowhere, but it's not from nowhere. But God knows absolutely. He has been a blessing to guys and colleagues. Uh, my conversations with him are always wholesome, always blesses me, puts me on the front foot all the time. Words of wisdom is a wise man beyond his age. He lives in Lagos, Nigeria. He might be in Abuja right now, but I think right now he's in Lagos. And the beautiful thing about him, and of course, you probably also seen Chijoke, if you are also streaming into the Sundays where we have the men at work, is their consistency and commitments. Yo, these guys are five hours ahead of us, right? I mean, today's a Saturday, you know, it's afternoon in sunny city of Lagos, you know, it's probably, you know, perfect for him. But on Sundays, this guy is chilling at 1 a.m., which is insane, yo, it's insane, right? And they're fresh face, they, they dress so well, I love it. So, Noble, if you were to tell God's people how excited we are to have you, because we're the ones excited to have you, trust me. So, come on, brother, talk to the people. Praise God. Um, I'm so grateful to be here. I, I know it's an honor and a privilege from God be here and be a part of what's going on. I know it's a global movement, whether we like it or not. Um, God is here and um, I'm happy to be here. I'm, you guys, KJ, you keep um, making me feel good about how you speak about me, but truly it's more for me, the learning process. I'm also here to learn. 
I'm also here to, to, to understand, like, to, to be a part of what is going on, and um, I'm grateful. Uh, my name is Nobu Ehanacho, and yeah, KJ, I'm supposed to be in Abuja, but I'm, I'm still in Lagos, but um, glory to God, you know, um, over and above everything, I'm just glad to be here, and I celebrate each and every one of you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. You know, um, over the last few months, a lot has gone down, right? Going up now. Um, Amen. And, and, and the one thing that I'm always reminded is how important it is for God's people to take their place, right? The Bible says, mount up your horses and ride, right? If you forsake your mercy, you can't go back to them and say, God is your fault. We are the ones that are supposed to walk out the earth season the nations right we are responsible and that's something i say to people all the time it doesn't matter if you work in you know i've had the privilege a lot of times i work with clients and you know most of them are older white clients and i tell them all the time can i pray for you i do i enjoy doing it sometimes they're like you know but now i have i'm, I'm in control of those conversations because no one ever says no to prayer right so when i see christians grumbling complaining if, for those of you that know me pretty well, it's very hard for you to see me complain about stuff, right? If I ever do, I do very strategically, right? And I try to find a way to take it to God in prayer. But we have to pray more and not faint. We have to intercede more, right? We're going to talk a little bit about intercession, right? You know, the idea of Christians or the Christians and the body is all love. Remember, if I come a little bit, you know, too strong, it's all love. You know, feel free to love back on me, you know what I'm saying? Um, but today we're going to start with praying. We're going to pray for our nation. Well, I live in the United States of America, so we're going to pray for the United States of America. And I'm going to be reading very quickly 1 Timothy chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4. Um, Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings, in place of kings you could put presidents, right? And all who are in authority. That includes your mayors, your CEOs, your council people, um, everybody really, right? The senators, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all goodness and reverence. I know for those of you that live in Queen City of Charlotte today, there's a prayer going on. Um, I've got a lot of texts coming to my phone from the leaders, you know, from CMPD guys saying, Katie, you got to come out and pray. I, I think I'm going to be out there for a few minutes this morning. Because um, it's kind of, you know, intersect, it's kind of intersecting with our, 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 our life this morning. However, prayer is important, right? When you live in a city where the churches are shut down or the churches are under super pressure, you know, like in California, in, you know, Michigan and some other places, right? Then you understand what I'm telling you, right? So mm -hmm. for me, the key thing is that Christians have to understand that if you're not praying, if you're not praying, you give the devil an ascendancy in your cities, right? You gotta be responsible. There's a beautiful testimony I've shared it before, like how I saw angels in the city, and God said, Angels are in this city. We're not gonna have the loadings and the fires and all that stuff. It's gonna be peaceful. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot that I went out to protest. That for me, I knew God had his places, and I took a different step back to prayer. I was protesting to my knees. So we're gonna pray this morning, right? Um, so we could live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. So God said that when you pray for leaders, when you pray for peace in your nation, this is good. There are not many times that God said this is good. Remember when God created everything, right? He said this is good. 
He was done with men. He was done with the creature and said, this is good. This is another time when God said, this is good. Mm. Um, he said that he desires men to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. So three prayer points, right? All in one. Pray for your nation, your leaders. You're praying for peace where you live at, right? So whatever it is, you know, I mean, demonstrations is all going to be peaceful. People have a right to demonstrate, but it's all going to be peaceful. And number three, you're praying for the salvation of men. I've said it many times before, hell was not prepared for human beings. I don't care how much somebody hates another person, right? But God said we should live in love, right? Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. So we're going to pray now a few minutes, right? Pray in tongues, you know, pray in understanding, you know, pray with songs, pray with psalms. And I want you to intercede for your nations, right? Whether you live in Cambodia, you live in China, you live in Russia, you live in Ireland, Scotland, you know, Ghana, wherever you are, you know, in, in the Bahamas, you know, in America, in, wherever. I want you to pray now. Pray fervently for your leaders. Trust me, if your leaders are possessed by the devil, which we've seen many times, even now, right? We've seen many nations that are persecuting and killing people. It's not good for you. Trust me. They're going to come for you at some point. So we are responsible for this thing. So let's begin to pray. Just begin to thank God. Amen. I'm going to play. Hallelujah. Oh, I was sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to play very softly in the background, Sinatch. Very, very softly. So you can see here yourself praying. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, for your faithfulness, oh God, we thank you, Lord God, for you are in the midst of it all. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, you are in control, God, that everyone is subject to your mighty hand, oh Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, that you have the authority, Father God, to turn the heart of a We thank you, Father God, that all things work together for our good, Lord God. Hallelujah, Father God. We pray for our president, Lord God. We pray for your wisdom to fall upon him, God, to flow through him, oh Jesus. We ask God that your knowledge, your understanding, your grace and your mercy would be his portion, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you placed him, God. You're the one that placed him in their position, Father God. And so we trust you, Lord God. We pray for his health, oh Father God. We just declare and decree that he will be healed, oh Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that anything that is used to manipulate, Father God, you still turn it around for our good, oh Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, God. We thank you that your church is rising. Your body is rising, God. Hallelujah. We're shining bright in this world, oh Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God, that we have the answer, Lord God. Hallelujah. The answer is Jesus. The way is Jesus. We declare and decree in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Call forth every leader, God, every leader that you have called, Lord God, and every mountain, Lord God, to rise up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. We thank you, Lord God, that fear will not hold them down. God, we just break the chain. 
chains of the spirit of bondage in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you, Lord God, that bondage cannot hold them down. Thank you, dear Father. God, we declare decree that they have a power and love and a sound mind, oh God. Hallelujah. We just declare that over our nation, over the city of Charlotte, Father, in the name of Jesus. Even as the, the church, the, the, the government, everyone comes together, God, to call on you, God, to humble themselves, Father God, before you, God, to turn from their wicked ways, to pray and seek your face, oh God, that you would turn the trajectory of the way things are going, God, that you would bring healing to this place, oh God. Hallelujah, Father, you showed me, God, that this city would start a revolution, God. So we thank you, Father God, for you are true to your word. You're not a man that you shall lie. Know the son of man that you shall repent, oh God. Hallelujah. You told us to remind you of your word, God. You are a righteous father. Hallelujah. You bring righteous judgment. Hallelujah. You're loving and you're kind. You're merciful, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Pray. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we've been sharing a little bit about housekeeping. Well, more than a little bit, you know, we start talking about, you know, checking ourselves. We, we introduced the Holy Spirit last week and how the Holy Spirit is the housekeeper. And the deal by the Spirit of God really, you know, came in with the meaning of housekeeping, like in the earthly sense, and how it really, you know, shows up, you know, in the body, right? And so today we're going to talk more about the body, right? Um, I remember what happened um, when we started, you know, the lockdown, right? I still think it's a pandemic, right? And I say it very wholesomely, right? Because it, it just feels so, so surreal how. With everything going on, the churches were one of the first places that they attacked. And thinking about the churches, a lot of people seem to be so adamant that the churches had to close. And one of the things I saw was some churches that stayed open, there was so much persecution from the church to the church, right? And so for me, it was really worrying. It was really troublesome. You know, for me, I actually had a few people I said, you know what, let's not have this conversation again. You know, so I think it's a little bit also crazy. If you kind of, if you live in America, I want you to remember that before they used to be praying in schools, you know, schools and kids were praying and then they took the prayers out, right? I don't know if you remember, mm -hmm. that's when students in school started. Mm. Not a conspiracy theory, I'm telling you right mm. now. I study history very well. The shootings in school intensified when the prayers in school stopped, right? And, and then there's anything I know to be potent, right? Is prayer, not just prayer, but also intercession and, you know, leading. And so for me, um, I always ask myself, how do people see things? When I hear, you know, somebody not going through a good time or a rough patch or whatever you want to call it, the first thing I do is I pray for the person. But a lot of people, especially in the church, they're almost uh, indifferent. I'm not going to say they are happy, but I'm saying they're indifferent. You know, you hear a pastor is not doing well or somebody fell out of faith and you are you don't care, mm. right? The Bible says that there's going to be an apostasy, right? There's going to be a falling away, right? It, it should be troubling for Christians, right? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, you know, just kind of leaving you, you know, some of our thoughts. And that's my thoughts. I know you and, of course, Noble, you know, what Spirit of God is really into. And for me, it's also pretty much how the Holy Spirit is the one, like, he's the binding force, right? Everybody's important. 
everybody's important. You know, this last couple of weeks, I've been so busy with working projects and just from a, from a personal point of view, a testimony point of view, now I'm seeing how important everybody is. I get a lot of time in front of a camera, you know, on the front end of stuff, that sometimes it's easy to not appreciate people that do the back end of stuff. So equating that in the body, a lot of times it's easy for you to think, well, the superstar is a preacher, the praise leader, or whoever it is you see all the time, you forget the people that do the breathing, you know, the people that, that cut the grass and all this other stuff. Everybody's important. Jesus made it pretty clear. He said the least is the greatest. The least is the greatest, you know. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's that, you know, understanding of that everyone is important. You know, the body, you know, though we are many, right? But we are one body in Christ. And Christ is the head of the church, right? I'm never, I, if you ever stub your toe, you know how what I'm talking about. You know how painfully this, the head is going to feel the pain. It's going to shoot straight to your brain, right? You know, if something happens to one part of your body, you can't say, well, I don't need my left lung. I don't need this. So everyone is important. Right, you can't grab something. You can't say my tongue is in there. One wait till they cut off your 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 pinky. Right, you see how important the pinky is. If you pain, so what I'm trying to say is everybody's important. So we're gonna talk a little bit about you know some characters in the Bible that did some assisting, that did some holding off, and how that kind of worked out. So with that, I'm gonna turn it over to you, Dio. Um, with your opening statements, you know, I like that opening statement kind of stuff, but you just kind of, you know, you know, help us with what God has been telling you this week, you know, how your testimony has been, you know, you know, flowering into this housekeeping season. It's always housekeeping season, but keeping in mind that the master is coming soon and we need to hit everything. I really need to put everything we have now. Look for the sinners and run after them, you know, run after these guys. It's time to start playing house in church. It's time to go play to go play the role, the pathfinder, right? They'll go play the role of the minor, right? The, the, the digging, you know, the washing, the loving, rather than the condemnation. Because we'll play the house too much. It's always like, God, like, yo, can you expand the second a little bit more? Can we go and tell them how much, you know, God has done for us? We forget where we came from. You know, we forget what we was doing. You know, we forget what we still right try to do and God pulls it out. So now we have that message of grace, a message of redemption. How about we show that love to everybody around us. Come on, sister. Amen. Amen. Yeah, God is good. Um, thank you, KJ. I think that Lord is so intentional. Um, he is so in everything. There is nothing that happens without his hand. And I, um, it blows my mind often because I can tend to forget that. I can sometimes forget that all things work together for my good, that the spirit of God is flowing through us all and everything is just working together. It's not a fight. It's not, it's not hard, you know, um, but we, we do that on our own. And um, speaking of everything flowing together, I want to read Colossians 2, 2 and 4 from the message translation. Um, God spoke this to me this week and the Lord has been speaking mightily on unity very very loudly um though his voice is like a whisper he speaks loud that whispers aloud i want you woven into a tapestry of love in touch with everything there is to know of god then you will have minds confident and at rest focused on christ god's great mystery all the richest treasures of wisdom and knowledge are embedded in that mystery and nowhere else. And we've been shown the mystery. I'm telling you this because I don't want 
anyone leading you off on some wild goose chase after other so-called mysteries or the secret. In the beginning, it says he, he wants us woven into a tapestry of love in touch with everything there is to know of God. And that includes everyone because we were all created in his image and likeness. Um, a couple nights ago, I went onto the prayer line and I sat there and, you know, sometimes your prayers are just tears and everyone, you know, would say something different, but sometimes we, words can't explain what it is that you want to say and, and your, your prayers just turns to moanings and groanings and tears. And God began to show me all the division that's in this world. I looked at Armenia I looked at this Black Lives Matter movement, white supremacy. I looked at even, um, you know, transparently my own family. I look at all these different areas that I can see in life and I see division and it's, it, it, I can feel the Lord's heart. I can feel his, his, his grievance, you know what I'm saying? And God just, he showed me his desire for us to come together and be unified. There's nothing greater than love. There's nothing greater than seeing through the eyes of love and, and, and realizing that we're more the same than we are different, you know? And, um, and I want, I want to just start with that. I want to start with the fact that we all have a purpose. Um, we all have different gifts and even those who have the same gifts, whether it's talent here on earth or gifts in the spirit. Um, some of us may have the same ones, but God has called us to different multitudes. Um, I remember when I wrote my first book, I have a prayer journal. It's called, And When You Pray. And when I wrote that book, I felt like, why am I going to write, write another prayer journal? Like how many other people have written ones? And I compared myself to big names like Creflo Dollar and other people. And um, I spoke to a publishing company and they said to me, you know, Diaveris, God has assigned you a specific fish, a multitude of fish. You know, only you can listen to, speak to those people. Only they can hear your voice. Anyone else can hear the same message from someone else. Anyone can speak the same message to them, but they won't hear it unless it comes from your voice because that's how God assigned it. And so um, we all have a purpose. There's nothing that... Um, there's nothing that God has given you to give to this world that is not worth it, you know? And I'm going to stop there. God bless you, Dio. God bless you, AJ. Thank you guys so much. Um, it's uplifting and... Um, well, I just have scripture to add, you know, um, in the book of John 13, I think when Jesus was speaking to his disciples, he mentioned that we must love one another. Um, prior to, I think a couple of months ago, I usually read that verse and what came to mind was that we should love our neighbors as ourselves and all of that. But I think I read, I read further and I got to understand that he was speaking particularly to those people who were with him. So he was saying, you love one another, and in so doing with the rest of the world, know that you are of me. So speaking about division, the Bible says that a house that is divided cannot stand. So it's very important for each and every one of us to take note and, and understand that, you know, we cannot afford to be divided. The church cannot afford to be divided in this world right now. Jesus said we are the light of the world. 
we can't afford to, you know, speak ill of each other. You know, I, I think um, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to um, a, a man of God, though, he had a message and I was listening to what he had to say. And he mentioned that, you know, there's, there's, there's always a, a change in the move of the spirit, you know, and there's the tendency for the church to believe that what was given before was wrong, was false, but it's a lie. It's actually pride that I'm coming to you to believe that what was given before was wrong. No, but you must remember that the Bible says that we see in part and all to, you know, at the end of the day, give us a bigger picture of what God is looking at. So it's important for us to celebrate those who have come before us. It's important for us to understand that there's this, like, like Dio said, you know, there's, there's a multitude that we are called into. You know, the, the sky is too wide to allow every number of stars to shine. So we are all called for a purpose. I think, let me read First um, Corinthians 12. I'll, pardon me, I'll read um, the KJV. Yeah, I love the KJV. Um, I think I'll start from 4. It says, now there are diversity of gifts for the same spirit. Five says, and there are differences of administrations for the same Lord. Six says, and there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worked all in all. So at the end of the day, we must understand that we are one body. The book of Ephesians 1:22-23 says that we are the fullness of Jesus. Jesus is the head of the church. We are all running for one purpose. We must understand that we, we cannot afford to backlash one another. It is wrong. It is unchristianly because Jesus also says we should love one another. Even when he said he was the one who called us and he called us to bear fruits and that our fruits will further in the next verse to say that he commands us to love one another. I think in the book of John, he was very clear when he, the only commands he gave were to love one another. It's important for us to love each other. And you know, uh, I, this week when KJ called me up, I, one verse in the Bible kept ringing in my head, which was Revelations 2-4, which says that I have one problem with you. When Jesus was speaking to the church in Ephesus, after praising them, he mentioned that I have one one fault, one thing I hold against you, which is the fact that you've forgotten your first love. If we forget, if we don't love one another, it means we do not love Jesus because Jesus is our first love. So we must understand that love, you know, covers everything. You know, Paul, when he was speaking about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, in 1 Corinthians 13, he mentioned that, you know, in 1 Corinthians 12, I think the last verse, he said, have Crave after all these gifts, but I'll show you a better way. The better way is love. So if you have everything and you do not have love for one another, then I don't, I don't think you, you have, well, it's not my place, but, you know, it's a wrong thing to do, you know. It's not my place. When I say it's not my place, I mean it's not my place to say you're not a part of the church, but you must recognize that if you're serving Jesus, like we, are, we all are, you have no place for hate. You can't divide it because that's the enemy's plan to divide the church, to make sure that once we are divided, we will not be able to achieve what we ought to. We are called for a higher purpose, for a higher purpose. You must remember that.
let me stop there so I don't take so much time over. Praise God. Um, thank you so much. Um, here's a reading for us, Corinthians 12. Um, you know, I like homeworks, right? I'm going to give you a homework. First Corinthians 13. I want you to go read it. It's the love. It's the love. It's a love chapter. I'll just show you this, the way it starts, right? It says, if I speak in tongues of angels, right? If I prophesy, if I bomb my bodies but have not love, I am not him. Like, you could have everything. You could be amazing. You could be gifted. You could be talented. You could be, like, the man, right? You could be the woman. You could be the shiny star. If you don't have love, remember, God watches the heart. A lot of people have perfected the art of being crafty-like. You know, that outside, you know, everything is great on the outside, but on the inside, right? On the inside, that's where God watches. God dwells in the spirits. God watches the heart continually. And it's crazy how you see, because a lot of people have been in a church, right? They're like, nah, it's not for me. Like, they feel like they're getting kicked out. Jesus felt that. Jesus was, was going to the house of, you know, the tax collector, and like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, right? And they said, look at this guy, going to hang out with these guys. Jesus said, I came for the sick. I didn't come for the healthy. If you're so righteous, get out of the church. Go to heaven. Rapture yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because so-called your righteousness, right? Surely right before God. Righteousness is a gift, y'all. I want you to see it that way. Look at what God said when he wrote on the walls of the king, right? Back in, you know, in, 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 in Persia. He said, you have been weighed, but found to weigh nothing on the scales. Don't ever let God feel like you will condemn the people that he that he he that because God Jesus is God, the people that he died for, that he sent his precious son to die for. Your job is not to condemn. Now, I've said it many times that we minister to the to your hearts, not your minds. The Holy Spirit, that's when he dwells. He's the one that does the conviction, right? He's the one that tells you, man, what you do right now, that's not right. All you gotta do is sow the seeds of love. And I'm a Christian. I felt that many times in the church. I feel like you're not really one out here. You know, I, but, so imagine people that they out here just like, you know what? I'm going to just give each other a shot. You know, like, it's not really for me, but I'm going to just go there. Imagine when you go there, you feel like they're sizing you up. You know that? You know, so again, think about how far we've come in the body. Think about people that have given their life. People that fought so hard before you couldn't before let me tell you history, bit of history, right? Back in the papacy in the 1674, right? Before you could read the scripture, you had to go take permission from the from the from the priests, the archbishops. If they catch you in the Bible, they're gonna arrest you. Think how crazy that sounds. No one had a Bible, only the preacher, as long as they could read anything to you, right? So people fought so hard. The King James, King James himself, fought so hard to make sure people had access to the Bible. People that people could minister, you know, the translators. These people left Europe, right? They left the comfort of their homes in America, went to Africa, they went to all these places, India, to minister the gospel, right? So people gave their lives. They died of malaria, tobacco, and all this stuff to make sure we have the gospel. And you condemn those to come to get the gospel in the church. Right? Like I said, this is all love, right? It's all love, right? 
Um, so I'm going to read Romans chapter 12. The entire Romans chapter 12 is all fire, right? It's all beautiful, but I'm going to focus on verse 9. I'm going to read from verse 9 to the end, right? Romans chapter 12. It's talking about relationship, right? So I'm going to read it from TPT. TPT does a good job of, you know, making sure you understand what they're saying without the whole King James, no King James kind of language. So it says, let's, verse 9, let the inner movement of your hearts always be to love one another. It says, I never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. That's the Bible, y'all. He said, despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Almost sounds like you're reading Philippians 4 verse 14. He says, verse 10, be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. He said, try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. I remember sometimes I always tell my friends, like, you know, we send emojis, like smiley emojis, they send me two, I send five. I always say, nobody outloves me, right? That's what I always, you know, have fine pleasure in doing. And the whole point is, is I'll do one or not. If you're ever going to compete with each other, compete in honoring yourself, compete in bringing honor. Do you know what it means to bring honor to somebody? Like, you know, even when the person's not in the room, speaking highly about a person, saying, Jesus, son, and say, look at my town, look at you, mighty man, you are awesome, you're amazing. Like, he bothered the guy, you're like, Really? No, that dude was already warm. Even before Jesus they started gospel, he was already broken down. He was ready. Right? You know, so he had to be tactful. So if there's anything you want to embrace, because the Bible is a manual, y'all. You want to be an amazing person? Look at the Bible. It's right there. Well, look at this, verse 11. It says, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards him, born and heart. Regate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Verse 12. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing the continual joy. It says, Don't give up in the time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Verse, verse 13 it says, Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. And eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Verse 14 says, speak blessing, not cursing, over people who reject and persecute you. Six, 15, celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's words as you are your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset that's being proud, thinking you are too important to serve others. But be willing to do many tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. 17. Never hold a grudge or try to get even. Clap it back, right? But plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge. But leave that to God's righteous justice. For the scriptures say, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. I love verse 20. And if your enemy is hungry, I don't think anybody really has enemies, right? It's just people that are up in your feelings. And I tell people you can disarm them with love, right? That's a strategy. Um, but if your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Oh, I love food, right? Oh, man. Win him over with kindness, right? You disarm them with love. For your surprising generosity would awaken his conscience, and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. What's a matter of the king also?
when he was marching peacefully. Well, the people are saying, well, we're we going to burn the cities down. We're going to burn the country down. Martin Luther King was a wise man. He was listening to God, right? So I'll tell you right now that the one that does the repaying, people are like, well, you dumb, like you're, you're a sheep, or, you know, you're so tame, you know. No, it's a strategy of the spirit. God is the one that exalts you. God said to himself, he said, I will recompense you. When people thought they get in their head, like, well, he's so lame, he don't know how to come about. No, you actually you're doing the right thing because God himself is the one that is lifting you up. Bible says that he exalts the humble and elbows the pride or the proud. So for me, the biggest thing is definitely making sure we understand that being able to love one another, right, it actually is looking at yourself and saying, you know what, I'm a part of the team. Right, and, and sometimes, and I can tell people, you know, in, in team sports, right, is in NBA finals, you know, you think about if you have, you know, you out of, you know, centers, right, if you don't have a center and you go stick your power forward up, he can't really defend, right? But let's kind of bring it back to football, it's also football season. If you out of, you know, wide receivers, if you out of, you know, you know, tight ends, for those that understand what I'm saying, I'm trying to switch different sports so you can catch what I'm saying. If you throw the ball, there's a good chance that the person you stick there, the auxiliary person, can do a good job. If you don't have the quarterback and you bring your defensive tackle to throw the ball, he's probably not going to be accurate, right? Everybody's important. So when the quarterback thinks, well, I'm the man, right? If you think about what happened last season with the Eagles in the playoffs, right? And, you know, nothing against the Eagles, but they were out of right receivers, you know, tight ends. It was so hard for them. They lost the game because actually, eventually, there were injuries everywhere. Right, so you cannot say I'm gonna run this ship by myself. You can't do it. You can't do it. Actually, if you look at the Nigerian, no, I say Nigerian Navy, well, Nigerian Navy. Look at the U.S. Navy, right? The U.S. Navy, you see the way they run. They have the officers. They have people on the deck. They have the ones that prepare the food. They have the ones that are manning the guns. They have the ones that are the propellers. The ones that are on the place. Like everybody's everywhere. Take one person out, yo. Take one person out, and it's time for them to run the operation. It's gonna fail. Mm. Everybody's important. Trust me, even the guy that's making coffee. I've seen the movie very recently. Um, I, I think it's a movie about the um, um, Pearl Harbor, right? The new one with um, you know, Tom Hanks. Now, the guys that were making coffee were simple because these guys were staying up for 72 straight hours. He kept bringing coffee like, Yo, you need to stay awake. So, everybody's important. Even though for you to have something in stomach, right? So, in the church, in the church, right? In the body, right? Everybody is important. Even the person that all he does is to wipe the seats. Well, if you've ever been to a church, well, I hope no one has ever been to a church everywhere, building and all that, you'd be like, what is going on? You know, like, you can't really concentrate, right? So everybody's important, right? Even the greeters, because the first people that, that, that people encounter when they come in are the greeters. So if someone's greeting you with a straight face, like, mad or whatever, you're like, okay, wrong church or something, you never come back. So even before the preacher and miles of pulpit, the person that is singing, the one that is drumming, everybody's all, you know, coming together, right? You, you kind of make think about you know, Romans 8 verse 26, right? Up to 28, where you kind of come in by saying that everything comes together, everything is, you know, in that, in, in, in that woven towards the harmony, towards the harmony, right? It's a harmony. God definitely wants everything to work together. So as a body, we got to move together as a unit because there's only one mission. At the end of the day, there's one mission, not to collect offerings, right? Not to grow the membership. Well, to grow the membership, absolutely, but not to stack up and build mega ball to get people to come alive to the fatherhood of God. That is the commission. 
Because at the end of the day, right, the guys might going to ask you, how big was your, was your church or like, you know, as far as like those structures or whatever, right? God is going to ask you, how many souls did he save? How many people did he snatch out of the jaws of darkness? Because the devil's, man, if there's any somebody that is consistent about wanting to destroy people, he has never changed his mind about that. He absolutely wants to destroy everybody in his past, right? So we have to be consistent in our, in our course, in our mission, in our vision, because Housekeeping season means that we want to go back, like you mentioned, over to our first love, right? When we came and we confessed the Lordship of Jesus, like we signed the document, like you're saying, God, I'm going to serve you the rest of my life, but I'm also going to do your will. What is God's That's will? Yeah. People say, I'm going to do your will, oh Lord. And I tell people, oh, great. What is God's will, bro? What is God's will, sis? God's will is to go propagate the gospel. And not with condemnation, but we love to say, listen, I love you even the way you are. I talked about the heat list. Even when I see people like, man, man, this guy actually hasn't got it, right? But I'm still consistently making sure I'm going after them in love. Um, so I'm going to stop there and turn it over to you, Dio. Um, just more, you know, more of that and what's really that is ministering through you. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, as you were talking about the different, I guess I would say parables that you were giving regarding the purpose of everybody, I want to show you all something. Let me turn this light off real quick. Hold on. Um, just the importance of not just um, doing your part, right? Like, like being who God called you to be or missing somebody, but it's also being sure that you're allowing people to be who God called them to be. And I'm going to show you why. Um, bear with me. I have this tripod, y'all. I want to make sure I can bring it up. Okay. So this is a tripod. Okay. If I would stand it down, it's it's gonna you know stand tall stand straight um you gotta know your team um you gotta know who got placed you to work with as the body and know your place who are you right because once you know your place and you can identify yourself you can identify others and you understand what role you play anywhere you go um but if you are not fully secure in who god says you are and if you're not allowing people to be who God says they are, there's going to be a problem, right? Because I'm going to be all of me, right? But if I suppress this person and I'm mad and I'm in my feelings and whatever, and I suppress this person, right? I don't have, I, there's no stability here. Like if I put this down, y'all, it's going to be so lopsided and it might fall depending on how heavy I put something, how heavy the phone is or whatever that I'm putting on it. And that's like the, the, the mission, the assignment, the burdens that we, that we carry, um, you know, according to what the Lord has given us. If we don't allow um, ourselves to be all that Christ gave us, if we look at people with a tainted eye um, or, or we look from lenses of hurt, there's, it won't work. It won't work if somebody is not secure in who God says they are and they have maybe false humility, which is pride. It's like, oh, no, I could never do that. Oh, no, I'm not that good enough. That type of attitude, you, you dumb yourself down, you rob God of his glory, and then everything can't work according to how God um, called it to work. And so um, as you were speaking, of course, what came to me is 1 Corinthians 12, 14 um, through 31. And um, I just want to, I guess, give you that that's listening a gist. This is really bothering me, watching it be lopsided, y'all. That's how bad it is. Okay. But um, one thing you want to remember, and in the scripture it talks about it, is everyone is needed. We spoke about that earlier. And I would say, um, I 